Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spirit of Grace Church. We're so glad that you're able to be with us tonight. Thankful for what God is doing, and I hope that you had a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, once again, we honor all of those who gave their lives up for us to be able to do what we're doing tonight, and that is opening the Word of the Lord freely. And uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of a country whose men and women have sacrificed so that you and I could be a part of the kingdom of God in freedom. Praise God. And uh, we're excited about what the Lord is doing among us and uh, the direction that he's leading and guiding us. And so we're excited to be able to share with you the word of the Lord tonight. I want to uh, just take this time tonight to hopefully encourage you to challenge you, but to let you know that God has everything in control. I know sometimes it doesn't doesn't feel like it, uh, doesn't sound like it, but really it is. And uh, so I'm just going to start. We don't have an opening scripture tonight, but uh, we're going to have scripture throughout the, the lesson. And so uh, I just want to talk to you tonight a little bit about gaining wisdom, gaining wisdom. Uh, the statement, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure what to do. How many have ever asked that question? And uh, I'm sure pretty much all of us have. It's a phrase that's spoken by people from all walks of life. Doesn't matter what background you come from, what you're doing, what uh, socioeconomic status you hold. It is, I believe, more commonly used than ever before. Life has gotten so fast so complex and so uh, interchangeable to, to areas and to things and to, to jobs and to family that uh, this phrase is used more often, I believe, than ever before. With the political, economical, societal atmosphere as chaotic as it is, sometimes we just have to ask, you know, what, what, I don't know what to do. And I believe that there are people that are searching today, and you may be one of them, that are looking for divine wisdom. When you add in all the daily stresses of how to raise children, how to be the best spouse or the best friend and still pay all the bills, wisdom is needed at levels today far above what most of us possess. And so part of this is, is natural, of course. We don't always know what to do. If we always knew what to do, it would just be a boring life. There'd be no adventure. But we live in an age where we are constantly challenged to create change, to, to make progress, to grow, to become, to walk in areas maybe we've never walked before and we're pushed, whether it be by our own desire, whether it be by the challenge of your pastor. When I preach, I'm constantly challenging people to grow in the Lord, challenged by loved ones all around us to operate in new territories every week and even daily. And so we are often, if not always, navigating in uncharted waters of life, and we're in an ever-changing culture. And so we're looking for wisdom. I just don't know what to do. Don't know which direction to go. I don't know which thing to operate in. I'm just confused. But I want to challenge you tonight because Scripture says, that if you lack for wisdom, ask God for it. Ask God for it, and he will general, generously give it to us. 
And while that scripture and that, that principle is true, that he wants us to ask and he wants to give it to us, the question then is, well, why doesn't it seem that simple? <laughs> why does it seem so much more difficult to get the wisdom that God is wanting to give us? It seems like most of the time it's difficult to discern and apply truth. The application uh, of scripture is challenged. Other people's agenda or opinions rule the day. We are often left with the feeling that we just don't have the wisdom or the tools necessary to make the right decision at the right time in the right manner. And so I ask you tonight, is it hopeless? Is it hopeless, really? Are we forever on a path that will never make any sense, where we constantly are in a panic because we don't know have the answer to the the situation that we're trying to navigate through, where worry keeps us up at night or we're left wondering if we made the right call. Uh, tonight, the Lord is wanting you to rest in his arms and learn of him. Uh, so where do we start? Well, let, me, let me offer first, there are, I believe, several foundational building blocks, for lack of a better term, to gaining wisdom. I want to just share a couple of those with you. They are building blocks to obtaining the wisdom of God that God wants us to grow into. You see, wisdom isn't something that's just given. It's a journey that we have to learn. And it is a process that allows us to become wise. The great thing is, is Jesus is with each one of us and he's with us every step of the way. And so the first building block or the first foundation of wisdom that I want to share with you tonight, I believe is humility. The psalmist said in Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 111 verse 10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is not a fear meaning to be afraid of, but it is a fear that, that generates awe, reverence, and recognition that he alone is God and we are not. That's really what it means to fear the Lord is recognize he's the one that's in charge and we're not. That recognition and awe is the basis of humility. And humility is the building block of wisdom. You'll never become wise if you don't recognize that he's the one that's God and you're not. And when we do not learn humility or recognize that he is God and we're not, pride sets in. And then when pride sets in, we have even more difficulties to deal with than when we started. And we're battling constantly between recognizing God for who God is and who we are. Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So the first building block, if you will, or foundation of wisdom is humility. Um, the second building block for wisdom, I believe, is maturity. A major element of wisdom is connected to maturity. Uh, godly wisdom cannot be trusted with an immature adult who uses it for selfish purposes or out of alignment with the purpose of God. That's why even though over and over God says, whatever you ask in my name, I'm going to give it to you. Well, what he's really saying is if, you, if you're in alignment or in relationship with me, your desires will have become non-selfish. Your desires become the desires of the Lord, and he's always going to move 
in that. Um, the way we mature spiritually, quite frankly, is the same way that we mature physically or naturally through trial and error. Think about when you started walking. How many times did you fall flat on your face before you finally figured out how to balance each step? You see, when we begin to mature um, through the years, we learn and we grow and we mature into becoming adults. And here's our problem. We fail to realize that we didn't learn and grow all at once. Okay, I'm 52 years old and, and uh, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still maturing. And uh, it's a process of learning and growing in all of the natural aspects of life. Well, likewise, the same is said of our spiritual nature or our spiritual life. And in obtaining and using divine wisdom is really a lifelong journey. It, we cannot rush the process of maturing to the point that we are ready to receive the wisdom of the Lord. We have to, it's a process. We learn a little bit at a time. And so the third building block or the third foundation of wisdom I want to share with you tonight is simply practicality. When you gain wisdom, the question becomes, what will you do with it? We tend to think of wisdom as an abstract that we philosophize over instead of being a practical application that is to be utilized. Uh, a wisdom that remains in the lofty abstract of thought in the clouds, if you will, and never gets its feet on the ground is still true, but it's not really helpful. And so what you will do with the wisdom after you receive it is part of what increases wisdom. It is impossible, or is it possible that wisdom is slow to come to those who don't apply it? The quicker we apply what God has given us, the quicker that, that we learn uh, more about him. James 3 says this, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So we practically, so those three foundations, again, are, are simply humility, maturity, practicality. Uh, recognize that you're not God. Recognize that it's a process that you have to learn and grow into. And the more mature you become, the wiser you get. And then number three, that you'll get more wise, more wisdom, you'll become more wise the more you practice what God has already given you. And uh, I'm thankful, my example to that, I'm thankful for something that we did, and I've shared this with you before, but when I was in Sunday school growing up, we had what was called Christian Habits. It was a little index card that would have a verse, and it would have listed the days of the week, and then one was prayer, one was Bible reading, and then on the bottom was a memory verse. And if you prayed every day, if you read the word, you'd mark it off. And then if you could quote the scripture the next week, you'd get a star on a chart. And after a certain amount of stars, you would get a reward. And and uh, I, I, I remember doing that. And it did become a habit to me. But if it was just a habit that was created as a teenager, that habit, it would have been meaningless. But that habit became as I matured as I grew up that habit became relationship and the relationship has grown with the Lord over the last 50 years 45 years and, and so 
uh, those are the, the foundation or the building blocks. Um, I would want to now share some tools with you tonight to incorporate these building blocks into your life. And I believe by incorporating them through these four aspects or tools or instruments or avenues, however you want to say it, um, I, I believe that when you understand and apply these, wisdom from the Lord becomes operational in your life. And it is uh, recognized that God is moving. Now, this, what I'm going to share with you tonight is not always easy. In fact, sometimes it's abs absolutely very difficult to accomplish, but it's well worth the journey. And uh, oftentimes it's the more difficult things that are worth or help you grow into what God wants you to be. So the first tool that, and, and this one may even be the most difficult because we all like uh, our passion to drive us. And this tool is simply this, slow down, slow down. And wisdom is uh, rarely, if ever, gained on the run, skimming the surface in the autopilot natural aspects of daily life. You see, usually what happens to you and I, when we get something that we're passionate about, it has to happen right now. We have become a microwave society. And when we get passionate about something, whether it be a job, whether it be a ministry, whether it be a hobby, whether it be a purchase, um, we, whether it be a diet or a friendship for that matter, we want it to be at its best right now. And uh, it, it never works that way. Friendship doesn't happen immediately. Friendship really happens over the course of time. Your ministry doesn't happen overnight. It happens over the course of time. All of the things uh, that are, are best for us happen through a process and time. The problem is, is we tend to get frustrated when it doesn't happen. When we get that, that, that idea, that thought, that passion, we want it to happen right now and get to it and, and accomplish it. And then we get frustrated when it takes some times time to do it. And, and this just leads us frequently to the statement that we opened the, the lesson with tonight. I just don't know what to do because we've gotten so tied up because it hasn't happened right away. But slow down. Wisdom takes some time to understand. Acquiring wisdom requires the concept of slowing down and thoughtful process in pursuing something that's more priceless than gold and silver and a willingness to apply it intentionally to our lives. Wisdom takes time. It's a, it's a slow process. A good place to start in pursuing wisdom is to ask yourself, why do you want it? Which what you're really asking is, um, what, what, what will you do with it? Why do you need it? There's many worthy purposes from being good parents to becoming the spiritual leader that you genuinely, genuinely tried to be. But the clarity of knowing why you need wisdom or what you need wisdom for will shape how you ask God about it, what you listen for, the insights that you gain. For instance, when I get a revelation or I feel God has dropped something in my life that ignites a passion, I want it to happen right now. When he begins to speak and I begin to see things and it challenges me and it ignites something in me, I want it to happen right away. 
an example of that is our chain breaker ministry at Spirit of Grace Church. It was almost 25 years ago now where God dropped the concept of chain breakers ministry into my spirit. And uh, I tried in a couple of different places and a couple of different ways to make that ministry happen uh, in, in different areas of, of life and in different ways, and it failed every time. Oh, it would go well for a little while, but it would never, it never had sustenance because the timing wasn't right, because I was doing things in a reactionary measure to the revelation or the recognition or the, the call of God, if you will, instead of recognizing that there's a prep time in order to get ready for the thing to work. And uh, even though you see it in scripture all the time, you see Moses spending you know, 40 years in the wilderness before he comes back to lead the children of Israel out. You see Elisha following Elijah around for a couple of years. You see all kinds of things from the time that David was anointed king to the time he became king was several years. And, and so you see all of these things and yet you don't recognize them because naturally we're just that way. We want it to happen right away. And it's really plain to see if you look at it the right way, nothing on my to-do list is more important than seeking God than finding him, than having a relationship with him. Because if my relationship with him is moving properly, his wisdom is always right there for me, even though I may not have it all together yet. So wisdom is not instant. It's a cumulative process of layer upon layer, if you will, or as the Bible says, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's kind of like a bank account that has great value, but bank accounts have to have an investment placed in it. Um, it. It doesn't come, wisdom doesn't come without discipline. It doesn't come without a willingness to reflect in quiet and wait while continuing to walk. Wait and walk the path that was chosen for you. The beauty is that we are not required to beg God and to hope. Instead, he wants to give us the wisdom. It's just the process in giving it to us that makes us a little bit frustrated. Proverbs 16, 16 says it this way, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. So that's the first tool is just slow down. The second tool has to do with where your focus is found. The tool is simply this, look up. So slow down and look up. God is the source of wisdom. And we are instructed to ask if we are in need. Here, here's the problem that, that most of us have is we're looking in the wrong place. Our, our focus is in the wrong area. James 1, 5 and 6, it says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I get excited when I hear that if I ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it. And not only is he going to give it, he's going to give it to us generously. That, that I love that simple answer. Uh, and you probably do too. However, the verse six is the key to receiving the wisdom. It requires something of us, and that is simply belief. Don't doubt. 
meaning faith and trust. Now, I believe that the reason why it, it says that we need to believe and not doubt it is for several reasons, but it speaks of humility that we talked about early, or, but it, it's not, and that's not always easy, but timing and where we focus. You see, here's what usually happens to us. We receive something from the Lord, or we've got a job, or we've got this, or some situation that we want to have move in our life or change in our life. And so what we do is we get all excited about it and we rush out to try to fix it. Well, what's really happened is we've lowered our eyes and we've we've pushed forward and we've looked at things our way instead of slowing down. And, and here's what happens. We end up rushing by what God has planned for us because we're not looking in the right area. It's not always easy. We ask the question or we make the statement, I know that God can, but will he and when, and maybe even how? Sometimes we're more fearful of the how that God will do it. Uh, and, and or, or did he already answer and I just missed it because I wasn't able to hear? Now, God is a, is a I've said it again, God is a generous God, but he desires for wisdom to be applied in a way that glorifies him and his purpose. In other words, he wants us to be in alignment with his will. The greatest thing that we can do is to align ourselves with him. And usually it's when we are out of step with him, not, not unsaved, just out of step, out of sync, that we feel helpless and hopeless. Not that we walk away from him or, or we're denying him, but sometimes his will places us in arenas that we never thought possible and it scares us, it, 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 it uh, shakes us, and we don't have the answer. Well, we don't have the answers because he's going to put us in areas or arenas, if you will, where it's going to have to be him. We just need to rely on him. And so our actions in his will will always bring glory to him. And that's the desire of God, because if God is glorified, it doesn't only affect you, but it affects everybody that is in tune with you, everybody that's watching you. And so perhaps that's why wisdom is sometimes slow in coming, but rest assured it's not God who is unwilling to answer our request for wisdom. Sometimes you and I are just not ready for it, or sometimes the people that he wants to see when it all happens in us is not ready yet. Keep praying. Don't give up. Proverbs 2.6 says this, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The third tool that I want to share is simply this. Keep digging in. Slowing down, asking God or focusing up, looking up, looking at God. And what's next is just digging in. Gaining wisdom requires a willingness to think at deeper levels. Ironically, oftentimes in places where we don't understand and we need the wisdom to process the whole situation anyhow. Um, but Proverbs 14.8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. You may be making a million-dollar decision or contemplating a change in life or choosing which ministry to get involved in. There's so much information that's going around in your brains that's echoing into all of the all of the reaches of your life, 
and it's got you simply spinning out of control to the point that your thinking is cloudy, it's mushy, it's uh, hard to figure out what's happening. You feel inside out, upside down, and you need wisdom to get out of the situation, let alone make a decision. I have a comforting thought for you. We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all experienced that. We'll all be there again, should the Lord tarry. There are simply, simply times in life where we just can't make any sense of it. And this is where you, a needed breakthrough happens from wise counsel. Dig in. Begin to look. A meaningful conversation with your spiritual leaders that you trust and respect can help to open doors uh, to wisdom that seemed unattainable or unrecognizable or at least elusive on your own. You, you don't need to travel this road by yourself in pursuit of your wisdom. Wise leaders can help you, but you must be willing to dig in and invest effort and energy on your part. Sometimes it means to read. Sometimes it means to study. Sometimes it means to pray and fast. Sometimes it means all kinds of different things that you have to dig out the things of God. Sometimes Sometimes when you're trying to fix a problem and God's trying to give you wisdom, sometimes, believe it or not, you might even have to Google it. You might have to get online and see what it says and do some research on, on how and, and, and learn from others. The last tool tonight is very important, and that is simply pressing through. So we've talked about slowing down, looking up, digging into the things that God has for you, and then press on. Like the woman with the issue of blood pressing through the crowd, so to speak, is where your breakthrough can happen. Wisdom is not like a beautiful painting on a wall hanging there for us to admire, to talk about, to enjoy. Wisdom is meant to be used. And a great deal of wisdom is accumulated from, first from God, but then as we apply it to our lives, it's up to us to press through and not give up. Paul said it this way, I press toward the prize of the high calling. Keep pushing, keep pressing. And as you begin to press, the Lord begins to reveal even more uh, clearly the wisdom that is there is both found and applied and your situation is now covered by him. Don't let obstacles get in your way. Don't let the crowd get in your way. Don't let um, um, situations cloud your, just keep pressing through with what God has already given you and he'll continually give you the next step, the next line. When we learn from our mistakes, uh, we develop our character. If we stay close to God, his wisdom in us compounds over time. When you press through challenging situations, don't just put your head down and drive through it like a bull. Put your head up, look around you, see what God is uh, uh, trying to teach you, trying to give you information. Accumulate the wisdom with every step that you push through, uh, the wisdom that you learn from each roadblock and each obstacle that you overcome, each setback that you seem to experience. Learn from it, grow from it, uh, and then keep walking forward. The way you're able to do this is through the understanding that he loves you 
and cares for you and, and has plans for you. And more importantly, that he's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Wisdom is a lifetime endeavor. I wish I could say that I've attained wisdom. And after 52 years or almost 52 years, maybe I have a little bit, but I've got much, much more to learn because I believe if the Lord tarries, I should be here a little bit longer and more wisdom is to be learned today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's a constant learning process, gaining wisdom. And there is beauty and joy in knowing that we're never going to know it all. We're never going to, don't think that you'll ever get it all down. Give yourself license, or not license, but forgiveness for making mistakes, because you're not going to know it all. You're not, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures. You're going to fall flat on your face. The Bible doesn't say, if I fall, I will arise. It says, when I fall, I shall arise. And rejoice not against me, O mine enemies, for when I fall, when I fall, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, you're going to mess up because wisdom is a process of learning. And the only way to learn is to realize your mistakes and failures. I, I'm always encouraged by what Albert Einstein said after thousands of failures. He, and somebody said, well, how can you keep going after failing that many times? His response to, and I may be paraphrasing a little bit, his response was simply, well, now I just know that that's not the way to do it and I'll do it a different way the next time. Simply continuing to walk in the wisdom of God. And so I want to close tonight's lesson simply with this scripture. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Excuse me, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Proverbs 4, 5, and 6. Would you just bow your heads with me at this time? Jesus, we thank you and we love you. We appreciate, Lord, the opportunity to gain wisdom from you and to learn from you. There's nobody else that we would rather learn from than from you. Lord, I believe that there are some people that are watching this tonight, God, that are dealing with circumstances that are way above their heads. And they're making the exclamation, I just don't know what to do. Lord, I'm asking you to visit them even now and let them hear your voice. Let them feel the strength of your embrace and let your wisdom begin to spring forth in their lives. And let them begin the process, God, of gaining wisdom in their situation. Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you. God bless you. Don't forget that Sunday school is at 9.30 on Sunday. 10.30 is service. At 9.30, we want to invite all of you that are newer to Spirit of Grace Church to our all-in class in the pastor's office, and we're looking forward to spending some time with you. God bless you. Have a great and blessed week, and rest well, and gain some wisdom this week.